0: Welcome to the Spirit Anointing the Word, the podcast of Highland Church, Jamaica, New York, with Pastor Subash Cherian. We're so glad to have you with us today, and we're excited about God's Word because it gives us strength and hope for each and every day. Let's listen as Pastor Subash shares this powerful message. Minister to us, our Father, this morning. Speak to each one of us, even as we gather to worship you. We've gathered, oh God, to give you the glory, the honor, the praise, the worship. It's all to you, above Father. And I be praised in the name of Yeshua Mashiach, our Lord, our Savior. And this morning, Lord, we come and seek your Holy Spirit. Minister to our hearts. Minister to each one that I hear in house and those on the way. And these precious ones that are watching, touch lives today, spirit, soul, body, and in every aspect of our well-being now dear lord we want to open our hearts our mind for you holy spirit minister to us take charge and bring us close to the heart of our father through yeshua messiah and may the glory and the honor be all yours our father in christ our lord god's people said amen and amen God is good God is faithful God is great want to move into the second part of what we began last uh, Sunday and going back to the book of Isaiah chapter 45 and reading from verse 3 and I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou may know that I I the Lord which call thee by thy name am God of Israel. I want you to understand that while I talk about the treasures and about wealth in secret places I really want us to understand the culmination that is simply that you may know and simply says that I the Lord which called thee by thy name am the God of Israel. And again in verse 6 that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none besides me. I am the Lord and there is none else." Moving into what we've been talking about last Sunday, in verse 3 says, I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches in secret places. I want you to just think with me for a moment. Treasures of the darkness. And hidden riches in secret places. Treasures and riches, one of darkness and the other in secret places. We talked how God has placed what would be the material in terms of wealth or treasures down in the earth. Nothing is there outside. It calls and calls us to search excavate, dig, and literally take pains, whether it be the mineral or material, whether it be in terms of oil, gas, whatever it is, or stones, precious stones, gold, diamond, it's all under the earth. And it's not just out there in the open. You have to discover it. You have to search for it. And we talk about all the natural resources are out there and they have to go through stages of development before we make use of it. And this is what we call in the womb of the earth, just like a child in the darkness of the womb and the importance of that period before the child sees the light. All of the promises of God deep down in our womb goes through that dark period in which we hear the words of God, in which the words of God formulate, and literally bring about that development before it comes to light. Whether we go out to our garden, and particularly these times when we are able to take these seed, it would be useless in the light, and that these seeds have to be put into the womb of darkness, and then much later you see the blades appearing, and then all of the leaves and fruits, but then the sunlight, but way before that, it was that moment in the womb of darkness. And so we come to the realization, as in the natural, so in the spiritual. We find God saying, I will give you. That is what God is giving to us, the treasures of darkness. And riches or wealth in secret place. I'll be talking about what darkness is. I'll be also talking about the secret place of the Most High. Two places where we get God's treasures and where we get the riches in glory in Christ Jesus in secret places. What in the natural and so in the spiritual. I understand a lot of people emphasize so much on the wealth of this world, not realizing It is so much after everything is said and done, when everything in this world and the wealth of this world is totally fired and completely demolished and destroyed, there is the hidden riches, there's what would be the treasures of darkness in the spiritual that we bring with us to heaven. But while we are on earth, it is hidden within us. And many people don't realize deep within their recesses of their heart lies those monumental immeasurable treasures or hidden wealth deep down within but let me just say i talked about the last time god dwelling in darkness as much as he's in the light and as he's in the light as much as he's in the darkness when you think about this think about what you find in the book of exodus chapter 20 and verse 21 how the people of israel stood afar off and Moses drew or drove himself into the thick darkness. Now listen to what it says. Where God was. Into thick darkness, people were afraid of the dark. People are afraid that would not be a present place. We understand the negativity of darkness. And yet in the darkness, the positivity of the presence of God. He dwells and the clouds and darkness will surround him just as much as light and all of the celestial glory surrounds him. Here you find Moses is drawing to the thick darkness, not simply darkness, thick darkness. And as he had talked about, darkness grots, darkness upon the earth, and yet the glory of the Lord will rise. And this is amazing when you look at the two contradictions, light and darkness, darkness and light, and yet God is in the both situations, in the times of your light, in the times of your darkness, just as he's the God of the hills and he's the God of the valleys. What you find is when the priest went into the holiest of holiest to minister, I wanted to realize there was no windows in the holiest of holiest. There was pitch dark, except when the light shined. And here was this man ministering in that thick darkness and realizing that it is not the light of a candle, but the Shekinah glory. And we'd realize this importance of God dwelling in the light as he is dwelling in the darkness you know one of the things we come to realize is and this theme this morning is so much to do with a treasure and you can put a lot of treasures in terms of the natural in terms of the monetary in terms of the physical in terms of the emotion in terms of the solical in terms of wisdom in terms of intellectual in terms of so many different ways they're important And I would stress young people to go to education, knowledge is the key, and then seek wisdom and seek understanding because not everything that you learn from schools and colleges would suffice. You need to get that wisdom, you need to pursue. Wisdom cries out of the street. It is for you to search her out. One thing we need to realize that having done all, One very important thing is one day all these things that we seek will soon die, will soon fade away, but it is the ultimate, is the spiritual that we need to seek. But when you look at what Paul is writing about, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, he says, but this treasure in earthen vessel, we have this treasure in earthen vessel, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. This treasure is something we have. In the natural, all of us have God's breath, that's why we're alive. And in that respect we have His light, that's why we're alive. And yet for those who are born again, they have something far greater The candle of the Lord, the Spirit of God kindles, we're regenerated. And the Word is born again, not in the natural, but like in the natural, but the spiritual, born again. But we also have this treasure. If you're not a Christian, you have a treasure of what is talents and and the natural gifts that God has deposited in you. But in the spiritual, for those who are born again, not only the natural, but much more the spiritual. So even as King Cyrus, I don't know what he would do with all this treasure. Huge wealth of treasures. He already is super rich. But I can tell you, we need that treasure. We need the abundance of God, this earthen vessel. And the Bible says, vessels that are broken jars that are cracked and yet within this vessel is the treasure we have that the excellency may be of God and not of us there's nothing that we can't boast about and so God has deposited far greater than what he would have deposited for Cyrus and this what he got is passed away. The glories of the earth and the treasures are passed away. But God has placed within you his spirit. That is a treasure. God has placed with you his presence in the person of Yeshua Mashiach. That is a treasure we're dying for, standing up for, fighting for, and beholding to. A treasure that can never be taken away. And when we look at what it says, broken vessel none of us are perfect we have our weak we have our weaknesses our frailties and yet in the midst of all of this god has deposited into this vault that spiritual treasure it could be translated into the treasures of our health don't take that for granted the treasures of our faculty to think and to be able to formulate and all of these things don't take it for granted The things of the treasures of friendship and family and church, don't take that for granted. But I want you to understand the treasures, we have this treasure in this broken earthen pots or jars. I like the way that God spoke to the prophets of old, And he spoke to Jeremiah chapter 18 and verse 1. The word of the Lord came unto me. That's what Jeremiah says. And verse 2, God is saying, Arise and go to the porter's house. And there I will cause you to hear my words. And verse 3 simply says, And so I went to the porter's house. And behold, look, he wrought a work on the wheels. And this is the porter's wheel. And ultimately, he says, could I not do with you, O house of Israel, what I wrought, and what I'm working with these clay? God is looking for pliable, malleable clay that would be molded, and then there would be hard ones and the cracked ones and the difficult ones. And God will pursue as long as he could to mold us, to shape us, as a potter will and so we find this porter making out of this clay what Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10 says a workmanship that brings delight to God that Romans chapter 8 29 talks about in the image of the firstborn that there would be the sparkling glory that we might be the firstborn of many brethren and he priest, this day that he predestinated, confined us, confirmed us. So we find this is what the porter does. You know, Paul, writing in the New Testament, talks to Timothy, and in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 20, he's talking about vessels, and vessels of honor. pots, vessels, some to honor, and some to dishonor. So he's giving you, in such a way, a sort of uh, imagery, but in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Speaking it in the religious sense of the Old Testament, there were some chosen pots, vessels, only for the most sanctimonious or what would be the most holy work. And there were others that were not so ignoble, washing of the feet and things that were uh, incidental. But here is what Paul is writing, vessel of honor, what are you? Of honor or of disorder? But we have this treasure in earthen vessels so that the excellency would be of God Nothing to do with us, that the glory and the honor and the praise would be to God. Give the Lord a clap offering. I want you to think for a moment. Within each one of us is deposited a treasure. Many a times we carried through this earth in such a penury stage with fugal littleness of our mind not realizing the treasure god has placed never judge yourself or a book by its covers never judge yourself with the brokenness of your life it is out of that brokenness out of the darkness comes the treasure it is out of that secret places that you've gone through that comes that hidden wealth or riches and when you think about this for a moment i want to realize there are people like this woman that has lived such a frugal life, pinching one here and pinching something there, hoping somebody would pay for her trips and go out and always not realizing she had millions of dollars in a bank. She was a hoarder, but never really blessed mankind, blessed their neighbors, not even blessed a church. And you're going to find the sword of a frugal stinginess in God's people when they have not realized the wealth that God has placed within them in the spiritual. The wealth that God has deposited in the walls of their life far greater than King Cyrus. I have given you the treasures of darkness. You will find of all places in darkness, and riches of all places in secret places. Would to God that we would pray, that we would pray, that we would pray. That's a great prayer from what you read from Psalm 119 verse 18. Open mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your word. I'm so blind that I can't see. I don't understand but open mine eyes Paul is saying in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 the eyes of your understanding be open that you may be able to and in chapter 3 goes on to say the height the depth and so much of all that God has deposited in you the richest inheritance of glory in you Psalm 119 105 Talks about the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. May that light penetrate within. May God speak his word into our being. Psalm 118, 130 is so marvelous. It says the entrance of your word giveth light. It giveth understanding unto the simple. We need to be wise, not simple. And for us who are simple, we have to let the entrance of God's word bring that light. So we need to ask, Lord, that treasure that I might find. And again, I say, there's a lot of treasure that you could find depending on what you are searching for. And there's so much we can search we would tell our children do the best, be the best and they've accomplished that goal and now we switch and say above and beyond it all seek what is the greatest wealth the greatest treasure the treasure of God, the treasure of Christ Colossians chapter 1 and verse 27 tells us this mystery that was said And what is that mystery towards the end? Christ in you, which is the hope of glory. Christ in you, which is the hope of glory. And you can find Paul talking about how that he thought he had gained and things that he thought was the greatest, all belonging to a noble family, a religious family, and all of the education in the law. He says, I counted not or had done, that's the word he says. But the things that he did not think would be profitable turned out his loss became his greatest profit. That I may gain Christ, that I might pursue and push. And press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. If only we could understand above and beyond everything that we can even press or push, it is this the treasure which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. So, this is important. Treasures in darkness, hidden riches. In secret places. I talked about how important it is for us to search it out. Read again Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. But it is the honor of kings and you are kings and priests. That's what Jesus has called us to be. It is the honor of kings to search out a matter. Search it out. This is important. In fact, there's a sense of order and priority in our search. We have so much things to search for, and I'm saying to you young people, I'm saying to others here, search out for everything that will help you and bless you. No harm looking for a good job, a good house, a good environment, they're all important. A good education. And of course, if you're single, looking for a good man or a good woman, they're all important. But above and beyond all of this which is natural, there is what Matthew chapter six and verse 33 says, but seek ye first, there's a but. In the order of priority, seek first the kingdom, that is the king and everything to do with his domain and his righteousness and there are all the other things subsequent to following after the order that is first. They are important, but only after seeking first the kingdom. Give the Lord, yes, go ahead. Give the Lord a clap offering. So here is what the Lord is saying in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6. Go into your closet. A one-on-one personal meeting with the Lord. Shut the door and pray to the Father in secret. And the Father which sees you in secret shall reward you openly. So this is when you pray. And that's how basically the Lord Jesus Christ goes on in the next chapter in, in Matthew chapter seven and verse seven says, ask, seek, knock. Three very important things. Ask, it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. These three are very important. Ask, that is cross secret moment with the Father. Seek him with all your heart. The Father which sees you in secret shall reward you openly. So this closeted moment because your entrance into that closet or the throne room of God is because of Jesus and by the ground of the blood of Jesus Christ. That eternal God, immortal, invisible, the only wise God is your Father through him and you have that relationship with the Father. There's something else he tells you Ask, seek, knock. What's the difference between ask and seek? Ask is basically sitting down, as we read in chapter 6 and verse 31, and communing with the Father, but seeking is searching. You sit down with the Lord in the early mornings before the crack of the first rays of the sun, and God whispers something in secret. Now, I want you to understand in the business of your day by afternoon and even before you hit the meal you've forgotten everything that God has called you to, God has spoken to you Now I want you to understand in that closeted moment of prayer is very vital but that being said something even more vital is searching it out what did God say to you this morning? Now. You understand in the deepest recess of your soul and spirit, God whispered this. Now it is the honor of the kings to search it out. Mull it. Go to the scriptures and find out what it is. You will forget it otherwise. So asking is one thing. Seeking is another thing. And knocking and pursuing it is totally another thing. So in verse 8, listen to what he says. For everyone that asks, receiveth. Everyone that seeketh, findeth. And everyone that knocketh, the door shall be opened unto you. Isaiah, the prophet of old, said in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 6, Seek him with all your heart. He says, Seek you, the Lord, while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Jeremiah says the same thing in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 12. He says, ask, he says, call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. Now, here's the crunch line here in verse 13. Listen to what he says. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Excuse me. Is God lost? No, you are lost. You got to find your way to God. You got to seek and to search. And the greatest treasures that you could ever find is that intimate moment with God. No religion can do that. No church service can do that. No pastors can fill you that. No bishops or prophets or apostles, no nobody, not even the saints could do that. You have to have that intimacy with the Father and seek him and search him with all your heart. No one can do that for you. Amen. Amen. Now you realize the intensity of that treasure, the treasure that is in you, that is, we have this pressure. Within us, that the excellency may be of God and not of us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. You know, when you go through these passages, you find an amazing aspect of what God begins to open your heart and our heart again. You know, I like the way when you turn to darkness. And darkness is mentioned some hundred and 60 sometimes, but the light is twice more mentioned in the Bible, but just talk about very thing that God brings out of you. In the womb of the earth, in the womb of a mama, in the womb of what would be planned, the seeds that are planted in the earth, they go through darkness, and that process is important before plants and fruits can come out, before a child is born or before the dreams and prophecies could be realized, before the promises of God in your life can become reality, it must go through that darkness. Those treasures of darkness and hidden wealth or riches in secret places. Without darkness, no treasure. Without secret places, there is no hidden riches. So we come to what would be the very aspect of creation. What a marvelous way that the Bible begins with, in the beginning, God. He's the source and object of all your beginnings. So Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth so understand this there was no sun there was no stars there was no moon there was no galaxy there was no sparkling spectacular luminous light in heaven and yet there was light all along but look at the process in which the creation of the heaven and the earth began in verse 2 look at the words that the holy spirit is employing he says and the earth was without Form, void, nothing. And darkness, excuse me, darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the face of the deep is the mystery I will talk about in just a moment. Darkness was upon the face of the earth. And out of that darkness, the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That being said, There was already light, but God said in verse 3, let there be light. So right there in the beginning of the book of Genesis, the first book, to the last book of the Bible, Revelation, you find light and darkness. Did you know that everything is there, not because of sun? The sun, the moon, the stars, all of that being there, there was something before that which is the black hole, total darkness. Or we realize the sun is burning, you can go near, you can be burned, the earth will be, and if you go further, we will be icicles. So in that precise way of rotation and that precise place, it just works out and we get the weather, the summer, the winter, and so forth. But there will become a time where the sun will burn out. And the stars will burn out. The Bible talks about it will just drop. And what will happen? Nothing. It will only happen at the end of the ages. But I want you to know something. There was no sun, moon, stars, all of the light. There was no artificial. It was the real light, the light of God. And that's how it is. As it was in the beginning, so it shall be in the end. So when you turn to Revelation chapter 22 and verse 5, listen. And there was no night. They didn't have need of candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord giveth them light, and they shall reign forever. Not dependent on the sun, the stars, the moon. They shall reign in the light of the king, and the light of God, immortal, invisible, the only wise God thanks be to abba thanks be to adonai for the light that he gives to us and we become the light i don't have time to talk about eternity but ultimately the lights that light that comes from the one who said i'm the light we become the light the christians and they began to be called acts 11:26 26 for the first time in antioch christians or the lesser light and the ultimate universe and way beyond what we see in our own with all of the greatest telescopes would be far bigger, far greater and I know we talk about praise and worship is the ultimate but kings have a function and priests have a function so there is not only an order of the king and prince you and I will be and among them judging angels but beyond that would be priests in worship, so they both go side with side. Duty and service and worship, they come together as one. But let's just leave it at that point, and let me just say how important it is that this darkness and light begins in Genesis, and darkness and light closes in Genesis. So while there was no sun, moon, that was created in the fourth day, All of these things takes place, and then there was light. Not the sunlight, not the moonlight, not the luminous starry, no, none of that. That was created much later. So if you go back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3, God said, let there be light. But there was his light. And then you find in 14, 15, 16, the light of the sun and the moon and the stars the greater to rule by day the lesser by night that's an order that's also basically brings about the day the week and the year so forth but i want to just say this as i mentioned the last time way before even the creation even before the beginning god is and then not only that the word is so that's how John says in the beginning John chapter 1 verse 1 was God and the word was God and the word was with God all things were made by him without him was nothing made verse 4 listen to what it says in him was life and the life was the light of all men verse 5 goes on to say and the light shineth in darkness darkness is only the absence of light and when light comes it Basically, darkness recedes. And the darkness comprehended it not. And verse 9 goes on to say, He was that true light which lighted every man that comes into the world. So that is important. That is powerful. So once again, we come to realize this light and darkness. An amazing, powerful way. I want to realize what it says particularly in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18. Talking about, but the past of the just, that is talking about you, just made just through Christ, is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day. Shining more and more. Day by day, getting stronger in faith, From glory to glory, he's changing us from what would be the earthly to the heavenly. For he's changing us. Every day, your walk with the Lord is moving away from the earth and more into eternity. There is a passage that tells us that we shine brighter than the stars. I think it's in Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3. And this is very powerful. It says, And they that shall be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. They shall turn away many to righteousness as the stars. Just as the stars give light. You are called to give light to the many to bring them to righteousness. And so you are light after the perfect light, the personification of light, he who said, I'm the light. And what is important I want you to understand is in him there is no darkness, but without him there is darkness. We don't want to talk about eternal darkness. It's a taboo. You could be in a lot of mess because we don't want to believe in the blood anymore. We don't want to sing lest in case it offends people. We don't want to take the name of Jesus because it will offend your friends, my friend. Whatever people believe, they aren't afraid like Christians. Or we want to be tolerant. We don't want to offend. My friend, speak the truth. Stand up for the truth. Fight for the truth, and be with the truth. This is important. You know, Luke chapter 16, the Lord Jesus Christ is not giving a parable. Actually, it's a reality because he gives you name of that poor man that sat outside the gate of the rich man. And he tells you a description of the rich man that sometimes, what would be very viciously, he basically had a great life. But then there's a man, a beggar, and he gives you his name, Lazarus. But the difference is after they die, one go to the abyss the other is at the bosom of Abraham and there is a wide birth there's a big you cannot cross between the two there where Lazarus was was bright and luminous light of the Son of God and there where this rich man in total darkness in fact Jesus speaks words that are very uncomfortable for many of us Matthew chapter 8 and verse 12, listen to what our Lord said. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out into utter darkness, and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. But then in John chapter eight and verse 12, he says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. That being said, I know that many a times though may not be your fault could be your fault could be someone else's fault could be the devil who put you into this dark situation but in the end the steps of a righteous man are ordained by God there's no mistake I know we want to take revolution let's have a revenge party blood must be shed hold your peace If you believe God is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent, and if you believe God is the God of predestination, nothing happens by chance. Everything is sovereignly ordained. So if that be the case, then obviously it simply means that many will go through And walk through darkness. So why would God allow that? Why would God allow you to walk through darkness? He's God. Because there are treasures that can only come out of darkness. Because there are hidden riches that can only come out of secret places. Do you know that darkness? Do you know that secret places where you had to cry before God and say, God, I need you. God drew you closer through your circumstances. When everything else is done, and when you come into the light, won't you please send a letter with a little gift to the enemy that brought you to the throne room of God? So you have no idea, with all the mischief you caused, it brought me nearer, I would not have found the treasure. I would never have got the hidden wealth, the hidden riches, if you did not play that mischief and try to hurt me. Thanks be to God, and thank you for helping me get nearer to God. Isaiah chapter 50 and verse 10, it's a powerful word. Who is among you that feareth the Lord? You do. That obeyed the voice of his servant? You do. That walketh in darkness and hath no light. Are you going through a darkness without a job? A darkness of your spirit being crushed and your soul being vanquished? Or maybe misrepresented, misunderstood, or even the darkness of hill health or job loss or financial loss what do I do then? let him trust let him trust let him trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon his God. lean not on some tottering pole that will burst and fall lean not into your friends many a times you call your best friend, you have no idea that person can be your worst nightmare now knowing everything about you to nail you, to crucify you. If you should talk to someone, go to the closet and go to God and God alone and cry and share your secrets with (laughs) Him. Trust in the name of the Lord and stay upon His God. Many years ago, when I was young, the Seekers, a British group that sang with Cliff Richard, sang the song, close the door, cut the phone, we're staying home tonight. Oh, we're staying home with the Lord tonight. Close everything else. Nothing is more important than intimacy with God, my Father, my Savior. Give the Lord a clap offering. There's something I want you to understand, and that this is so important. We will go through darkness, but in the same token, we will come out of darkness. Though there is a time of darkness, a way back when I was pastoring in Pimpri and staying a while in Bombay, I had to go through the gods, or that would be the mountain, The Britishers found the best way. They're the best statisticians. I mean, you could see them in the early days going with everything to do with how to be able to level things, and they level mountains. And what they couldn't, they just build huge tunnels. And so you are going from Bombay to Pune, and in between, total darkness, because you're going through a cave under the earth. And you're almost wondering, is that what my life is? You'll also come out of the cave. You're going to come out. But a very important principle is this. What the Lord Jesus Christ has taught us. And this is what he said in Matthew chapter 10 and verse 27. Listen carefully. What I tell you in darkness. In the darkness of your life. In the darkness of the collapse of your business. In the collapse of your family. In the collapse of your Whatever you trust at most, and when things fall apart, open your ears. What is he saying to me? There's a lot of people who will say, pious, pompous, stupidity. Listen to what God says. There are people who are going to tell you, "Give me 50, 500, a thousand dollars, and I will prophesy. shut the door. Here directly from God what I want you to understand is Jesus saying what I tell you in darkness darkness is a moment in time to listen intently to God you may be right now watching me and listening to me in the confines of hospital looking up and yet I want you to know enough of the gossip Don't get people gossiping. This is the time to call upon God and listen to what God is saying. You're going to come out. This is a moment, listen. And Jesus says, what I tell you in your darkness. Treasures are going to come out. The great principles are learned in darkness. Jesus is speaking to his sheep. And the sheep heareth his voice. And he says, yes, you're going to come out. That you, when you come out, speak. You, in the light, what I have spoken. Because you're going to get treasuries and treasures, principles and precepts that is unbelievable. Now, I'm talking spiritually, but let me talk emotionally. Let me talk physically. Let me talk in terms of real wealth God will speak to you in the confines when you are all going through a darkness he'll put a word here, he'll put a word there he puts ideas in your heart and I want you to understand this it may not make any sense in any other time but in the time of darkness you have nothing else you are shut in No friends, nobody visiting you. The greatest time you're going to find was not when things were doing well. It was during the pandemic. You say, excuse me? Yeah, that was a time for America and the world to listen to him because we have been blaspheming his name and the name of Yeshua. The earth is spitting out, vomiting, and a whole lot of catastrophes is going to get worse. But it's time for us to recognize God hasn't changed. You shall not take the name of the Lord God in vain. Think about it. Treasure it. And these are principles that will bring strength. But these ideas, God has spoken to you, and you didn't weigh it, you didn't value it, you didn't search it out. That idea would have blessed humanity. That idea would have blessed your family. That idea would make you wealthy and others around you wealthy. But you just let it go. There were treasures in the natural. But there are treasures in the emotion. Treasures in deep recesses of your soul. But in your spirit as well. So 10 and 27 of Matthew. What I tell you in darkness. Now begin to speak in the light. What you hear in the hear, now go up to the rough, top of the house, go to the mountains, and speak. People won't like it. He goes on to say they will persecute you, but stand up for what you believe. Some people get so political that every time they talk, they're talking politics in the pulpit. Speak God's word. It might hurt people, but speak and stand up for what you believe. And it's important that we recognize this is what the Lord is saying. This is important because there are times when we realize that God is building within and He is bringing treasures from within. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Many people think, I need to go to Jerusalem. I need to go to the Ganges. I need to go to Jordan. I need to go to this conference and in conferences and got to pay $500 or $1,000 to hear somebody speak. They are making money out of you. But if you want to, Christ in you. That's the greatest treasure. Luke chapter 17, verse 21 he says the kingdom neither shall you say go here and go there for look the kingdom of god is within you god has placed His kingdom it's time you recognize what god has deposited in you treasures that only you can find in darkness and the strength you never knew you had The wisdom and understanding you never knew you had. Revelations that come in the times of darkness you never knew you had. And God is bringing you through these crises to bring forth, excavate, exploration of this great treasure in darkness. If it was not for the darkness, there wouldn't be trees, there wouldn't be fruits. If there was no darkness of the womb, there wouldn't be a child. There wouldn't be you or me. You need the darkness. You need the light. What he speaks to you in darkness, now in the light, speak it out. And shout it from the mountaintop. What is so powerful is when you go through these passages, you're going to find something very interesting. Let me just go back to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. And the earth was void, was without form and darkness. And you all have gone through that darkness like the earth, and the earth comes out of that darkness. But very importantly, never Ever, many people talk about Pentecostal and they talk about denomination and talk about ex- uh, miracles and talk about tongues and talks about all the ex- externals without going into the person of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God moved in the face of the deep. It is deep, things deep. It is within the recesses of darkness. What the Spirit of God is moving down into the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Number one, darkness, face of the deep, and face of the waters. Something is what the Holy Spirit alone can reveal in darkness, voidness, and also without form. And in the face of the deep, He begins to move. And that is very true in our lives. We go through those moments... And God is shaping us, forming us. And God is the God of darkness and the God of light. You and I need that darkness. We don't like it. Then God is also the God of the light. Darkness first, light later. And in the midst of what you call perplexity. Lord, I am wrestling with this. I have no idea how it is. God says, unleash The person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit moves in the recesses of that dark areas. That was cloudy, that was muddy, or what would be darkness. And this is something very important. Jesus said, there's a lot of things I cannot share with you now because you're not in the mood to listen. You're all tied up saying, oh, we're going to miss you but listen to what he said, they're going through a very dark period when Jesus is saying, I have to go to Jerusalem and not simply that, I will be killed. But this is what he said in John chapter 16, verse 12 and verse 13. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. You're going through that very difficult period, but then he says in verse 13, "Howbeit." When he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you to all truth, he shall not speak of himself, but what he shall hear, he shall speak to you, and he will show you things to come. I want you to realize how important this is. He only can reveal the deep things of God. Things that were mystery, things that were ununderstandable. understandable You know, I watch sometimes the programs and I cut it off. Here's this prophet, speaks, not even two words. He goes beeline straight into money and tells you how you can be rich, how he can be rich. In the process, only one person is getting rich, him. He wants your money. He doesn't take time to go deep into the scriptures. And when he talks about wealth, he's talking about cash. I am talking about total wealth, spirit, soul, body, the entire being. Not at the cost of your spirit. That is not wealth. They're talking about a big home, a big car, a big plane. You search them out. It's greed. And I want you to understand if there's anything that Lord Jesus spoke about, it's not against homosexuals. Excuse me? Pride and greed. Almost all his message in those two things, most everybody in the religious world are damned. Greed! Every time they speak a prophecy, they speak something, they speak. Cling, 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 cling. Jesus drove the money changers. They were priests. And today, Jesus must do the same. They make monkey or money out of you. I want you to realize again, when you turn to First Corinthians chapter 2, And verse 10, listen to what it says. And this is important. When God, but God has revealed them unto us by spirit. For the spirit searcheth all things, even the deep things of God. And the spirit of God moved to the deep of the earth. The darkness of the earth. He's unveiling, he's revealing the deep things of God. Oh, you know what? I have a revelation for you. You will be a queen. Maybe tomorrow you'll be the first female pope in the world. After that, what, madam? I don't know. You leave the church because I can't give you a bigger position. That's how it works. They try to pamper you as much as they can. But I want you to realize what Paul is saying by the Spirit. Go to verse 9, then you get better truth. As it is written, I, we're talking about eternity, seek first the king, his kingdom, his righteousness. I have not seen, nor hear, heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Yes, health, yes, job, yes, home, yes, a good car, all of that, but there's more to that. Your eternity, your riches of inheritance in heaven. You can live like a king and be in heaven like a pauper. Wonder what is all this massive great mansion. It doesn't have your name written because you were seeking for fame and money and all. There's nothing wrong with that. But your priorities went wrong. I had not seen, no, no. Yeah, that's not heard. No. And yet, while we are on earth, go to verse 10. The Spirit of God reveals the deep things of God. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the earth, the dark things. And then God said, Let there be light. That is the power of God's light. You may be in darkness, you're not alone. Every one of God's people have gone through that. David, Paul, Paul talks about in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, uh, litany of problems and shipwreck and prison. You and I know so much about Joseph. He was put in prison 13 years in the dark dungeon, for something he didn't do. There's something that he couldn't understand. Nobody told him the end story. He had to believe every day. He had a vision, he had a dream, and yet the man is in dark place for the dream to be matured, for the dream to come and become a possibility. It must be under the earth. It must be in darkened dungeons. Every one of God's people have gone through that. And when you look at John Bunyan put into prison, and yet out of that prison experience comes the greatest book ever after the Bible. A Pilgrim's Progress. Or oh, when you look at this woman who was literally blind, Fanny J. Crosby, it's a shame. Among the millionaires are worshippers today. You cannot go into a worship service without paying $150. And what exactly are they doing? Spreading the kingdom? No, building houses and traveling in Bentley, whatever the car is. Fanny J. Crosby wrote 8,000 songs and lived within her means. Depending on God every day, she was blind. Darkness, out of darkness she spoke about things that I has not seen nor here have heard. Ellen Keeler Was blind. But she said for those who have eyes. They have no vision. I don't have eyes. I have a vision. Listen to me my friend. It's so important we understand this. That Joseph was put into prison. And when you read. Genesis chapter 37. And look what it says about this man. It says in verse 2. He was put in. And in verse 3, and then onwards, it talks about, but God made him prosper. Verse 5, God made him prosper. Verse 6 goes on to say, and God's favor was upon him. When you turn to verse 21, in the same chapter, he left all, and God God gave him favor in the sight of the keeper. Verse 23, keep going on. When the keeper of the prison committed Joseph, and whatever they did, he was the doer of it all. That's incredible. And what do you think is no good brothers did who are doing him in when they realized the man who saved them and the whole family and the whole generation of Hebrews? They were afraid. This is what he said. God, I love this darkness. God brought this darkness. I didn't understand it. Let's read what he says in Genesis chapter 50 and verse 20. He said, but as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass that is this day to save much people alive. Out of darkness, some of the greatest words have come out. If you read Jeremiah chapter 39 and verse 15, the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah while he was shut up in the court of the prison while he was called, put into the dark dungeon comes forth the word comes forth light in fact when babylonians took over the first thing they did was to release this man because he spoke the truth i want you to realize how important it is because we live in a day we need to realize that it is even when we are caught in dark situation, we may not have understood a prophet. He had it all. But in the end, when God gave him a command, it was about myself, my safety, my people, my culture, my nationality. God said, go to Nineveh. He said, no. I can't because me, my patriotism, my political involvement they are more important you see my culture is more important God said go to Nineveh and then of course he tried to flee exactly the opposite to that but there's something he comes to realize and when does he do that in the dark recesses of the belly of a fish so when you read Jonah chapter 2 and verse 9 he comes to this tremendous Nirvana period or this Yeruka moment He says, I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 in the New Testament tells us, it says, by him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is the fruits of our lips, giving thanks to his name. If you could find someone so vicious, so hateful, so angry thought he was doing God a favor and chaining Christians there's a terrorist he thought he was a lover of God with all his qualification and some of them are religious hatred and yet on his way to perform his duty with the letters from the Sanhedrin he was not in the darkness but he was in darkness spiritual darkness it was in a sunlit afternoon and Acts chapter 9 and verse 3 tells you what took place and as he journeyed he came near Damascus so suddenly there shined round about him light from heaven and he fell off from his high horses there are people that need to fall off from their high horses before they get a nirvana a revelation, a ruka moment, a sala moment and he is totally blind it is that three days of blindness that comes about the child that is formed in christ christ is shaping him and when ananias touched him he heard the word of god this is a vessel that i've chosen out of darkness into his marvelous light aren't you and me in the same situation colossians chapter 1 verse 13 look at the way it says it says who has delivered us from the power of darkness and I translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. When I see people praising, and when I see people jumping and clapping their hands, some of them comes out of their spirits. It's not flesh. I know their testimony. I know what they're going through. I know the pain. I know what the disease has tried to wreck their body, but they are praising, profuse with praise. Maybe you might be saying, what a disturbance, but I know this is just worshiping God. That's our story. That is our song. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. This is what he says, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that should show forth his praise who has called you, out of darkness into his marvelous light god willing i'll talk about the pearl of great price and treasure hidden in the field maybe you are going through dark moments of your life let me close with this a word that is a principle that has never failed whether it was for job or Paul, or Joseph, or David, or Jonah, or just about anybody here. This is a word that comes out of Job in his miserable condition. Job chapter 35 and verse 10. Look at what he says in the end. Where is God my maker? But none says, where is my God my maker? It's dark period, who giveth songs. In the night, he made me sing in the darkness. Treasures of darkness burst into worship. Out of hidden places, secret places, comes hidden riches. Let's read David. You know, he went through all Psalm 42 and verse 8. And this is so marvelous. He says, the Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime. And in the night, his song shall be with me, and my prayer unto God my Father. It is in the darkest night. You say, what is the secret of this man? In the night, my songs will come to you. And this is the moment that I would pray and seek you. And he says, Searching, I search with him. I panned after him like a, like a deer. Oh, when can I find you? That is treasure in darkness. And that is hidden wealth in secret places, amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray that you've been encouraged by the word of the Lord To learn more, please visit our website, highlandny.org, or our Facebook page, Highland Church New York. Until next time, may God richly bless you.